This podcast is made possible by Sage Intact and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Chris LaFond, CFO of Intralinks, and you're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 278. How as a finance leader are you driving change within your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? Hello, finance thought leaders. We thought it was time again to supply you with a list of top book picks from our CFO thought leader interviews. Momentarily, I'll share a few of those interviews with you. But first, I'll tell you which books will not be represented on today's episode. You will not hear a finance leader recommend Good to Great by Jim Collins. And you will not hear a finance leader recommend The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Reason being, we have a strong suspicion these books may already be on your shelf. We also suspect that one of Michael Lewis's latest books has found its way there. When we asked our guests for book recommendations, Michael Lewis's books rank third behind Lencioni's and Collins's books in terms of overall recommendations. No one's asking me, but uh, my Lewis pick would be Moneyball, the story of Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean, who fields a highly competitive team on a limited budget. If you haven't read it, uh, Billy Bean enlists the help of a numbers man, Paul DePodesta, to generate statistical data and analyze and place values on potential signees. Now, it's not, it really isn't a sports book at all. Um, so I think it has a, a pretty wide appeal. Uh, De Podesta is almost immediately hated by the team's squad of traditional talent scouts. And here's where I get to segue to uh, the anxiety that many HR executives uh, are likely experiencing as more finance leaders take a seat at the hiring table. Okay. That's my Lewis pick. We'll be back with our first finance leader's recommendation right after these words from our sponsor. It's a question every growing business must answer. How do you scale your organization to accommodate growth while reducing risk? Sage Intech provides the instant visibility into deep operational and financial requirements that inform decision-making when scale is top of mind. By automating error-prone manual tasks and allowing your team to focus on the analysis of more accurate information, Sage Intech provides the visibility required to confidently scale your organization. Sage Intact is the only AICPA preferred provider of cloud financial management software. Okay, our first book recommendation is actually a novel, which is pretty unusual uh, for this podcast. Our CFO thought leader is Alan Hockey, CFO of Service Master, and his book pick is The Goal by Eli Goldrod. Here's Alan. The book, yeah, and you've probably had this one before. It's The Goal by Eli Goldratt. Um, 
which is, uh, you know, I think a, a lesson in, in common sense manufacturing. Um, I, I think it's an, an exceptional book. And I read it when I was working on the shop floor in Scotland during that year that I mentioned earlier when I was working with a team of engineers. And I thought he was talking about the plant that I was working in. And I think anyone who reads that book will, uh, will have the same experience. Um, so he basically, it's a novel, it's actually a novel about a guy, a plant manager, trying to stop his plant being closed because he's not producing enough profit and output and how he goes about trying to solve that problem while trying to hold his marriage together. <laughs> it's quite a good read. <laughs> I recommend it. But as a business book, everyone I recommend it to finds something in it, even if they're not in finance or manufacturing. You know, um, I recommend it to our head of purchasing, and she loved it. Again, it's a services company you're part of, and you're recommending a book uh, that is really has to do with manufacturing. Again, uh, the operational uh, aspects uh, that you bring to the job. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, again, the disciplines are not they're not that different, um, and I think um, it's just the, the 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 harshness of the manufacturing environment and the toughness of it brings about a sense of operational mental discipline, and that naturally lends itself extremely well to the service environment, but also the service environment is a little more chaotic and there's a bit more human psychology involved. And, uh, and I think having some grounding in those manufacturing disciplines, again, leaves one free to devote one's time and attention to the, the more softer human side of the uh, interactions that necessitate running a service business well. Okay, our next book pick. To Pixar and Beyond, My Unlikely Journey with Steve Jobs to Make Entertainment History. As some of you might recall, the author is the former Pixar CFO, Lawrence Levy, who joined us as a guest on the podcast in an earlier episode. Um, my daughter actually gave me a copy, so I can say it's a, it's a quick read, and it's really very interesting as far as uh, the inner workings of that uh, historic IPO back in the mid-90s. Here's Lawrence sharing a few thoughts on why he wrote the book. Well, you know, Pixar was a marriage between these, this sort of creative innovation, creative and technical innovation, and sort of business and financial discipline that was needed to uh, breathe life into the company, you know, to make it uh, sort of viable. That balance is really hard to find. And it's very tempting and sometimes easy for financial considerations to smother, if you will, the, the sort of forces of creativity and innovation. Uh, I wasn't really sort of inspired to write it as a book and, until a couple of things happened. And one had to do with the sort of tragic early death of Steve and the aftermath of all the, the books and, you know, the documentaries and films that came out. And, you know, I began to sort of feel like, wait a minute, like this story about Pixar is like an afterthought in a lot of this content. And I sort of started to feel like, you know, but this is a really important story. And I realized I was perhaps the only person that could tell this story. And so that began to gnaw away at me a little bit. And then, uh, as you may know, I kind of dropped out of corporate life uh, for a while. And I went in to explore a whole different dimension in life and Eastern philosophy and meditation and these things. And I, I had this sort of epiphany one day when I said, you know, there are some elements about Pixar that I could use as a analogy, a metaphor, if you will, for 
some of those things that I had been studying, particularly a philosophy called the middle way, which I think is really important, uh, you know, both for our personal lives and our uh, corporate culture as well. So I thought, wow, I could tell the whole Pixar story and I could put it in that context. And so I wrote that out as a talk and I gave that talk at Harvard Law School and I, Harvard Business School and I was invited to Pixar to give it and it really went over well. And so that was the moment when uh, I said, okay, this, this is the time um, to, to sort of write a book about it. Um, and even that was challenging because I had done a lot of writing before, but I wanted to write this in a certain way. I wanted to capture it as a real-time adventure, like you're having this experience with me, uh, not just looking back from, from where I'm at now. And so I had to learn how to write that way, and I got some really good help with that, and it, it turned out. Okay. Our next book pick is The Great Game of Business, The Only Sensible Way to Run a Company. It's written by Jack Stack. Now here's Brendan Anderson, Managing Partner of Evolutionary Capital Partners, explaining his recommendation. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, you got to understand the story of Jack and his company, SRC, Springfield Remanufacturing Corporation. I mean, this is a company that, that Jack and a group of investors bought and, and they uh, was losing money. And it was, a, I think it was a division of uh, International Harvester or uh, Navistar now. And uh, they took a, a pretty, a pretty tough business, remanufacturing large, you know, diesel engines for, uh, for OEM, uh, original equipment manufacturers. And they've transformed it into a business that just with massive, massive value. And um, when I say massive value, I think that I think that the, um, I may be messing up my numbers, but it's something along the lines of had you invested a thousand dollars in that business, it'd be worth like six, you know, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it'd be worth like six and a half million dollars today. And how they do it is 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 they have a process. I mean, they they literally they're. I mean, it's, you, you, I was blessed to spend a couple of days with Jack walking around looking at his facilities, and I mean, they share everything with their employees. I mean, they they have a they have a, a purpose that's beyond making money. Although ma- making money is a very very important piece of the puzzle, you know, it, it's about tr- you know teaching people the, the value of a of income statements, cash flows, and they they invest a. Uh, an hour a week for every employee and they have thousands and thousands of employees teaching them these concepts. And, and so, you know, I guess from a fundamental perspective, if you, uh, if you believe that, that, I mean, if you look at what those, that management team did with that business, you know, you fundamentally can believe that that can be done at any business in any location at any time. And that's, and that's the, and that's the foundation of it. And so when you read the book, it basically just talks about how they did, how they did those things. And I think what's so wonderful about Jack is he's, he's, you know, not only is his company an open book to its, its employees and its customers and, you know, quite frankly, its competitors, uh, but he's also an open book in trying to, uh, in realizing how important it is to teach this to other entrepreneurs. Okay, our next book recommendation came from Michael Waxman Lenz, CFO of Undertone. Here's Michael. I, uh, there's a lot of books that I love. The one that I tell a lot of people they should read is by Ben Horowitz. It's called The Hard Things About Hard Things. And uh, Ben Horowitz is now is one of the partners in Andreessen Horowitz, a large venture firm on the West Coast. And he writes, uh, he was an entrepreneur. He started a company. And he describes what it takes to build a large company, and both from the entrepreneurial and management perspective. And I think it's a very insightful, honest book 
that, uh, you know, besides the glory that entrepreneurship has, how challenging and it is to build a successful business. And so that's a book I recommend to quite a few people. Thought Leader listeners don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with our final CFO book pick, right after these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. Okay, our final CFO guest has a number of book picks for you. This is Dan Crum, CFO of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I'd, I'd really recommend a couple of books. Uh, the first book is Lincoln and His Admirals by Craig Simmons. And, uh, you know, the reason I recommend that is because there's a lot of lessons we can learn from great leaders. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that the book really highlights is when Lincoln uh, first took over as president and we were in the Civil War and he didn't really have a great knowledge about the military, but he quickly, his personality, he quickly learned that he had to have the right people in place. And so... You know, it was a great book for me to read early on, uh, you know, just to get that information and to sort of see what his travels were and, you know, what his trials and tribulations and how he went about things. And, um, you know, he, he really, you know, basically came down to his principles and his trust. And so I, I feel that that's a really good book for aspiring finance leaders. Um, and then the second book is, is American Colossus, The Rise, uh, the Triumph of Capitalism uh, from 1865 to 1900. And being a big history fan, um, this book is really about, you know, the premier capitalist that, that built America and made it the industrialized nation it is. You know, it talks about the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the Morgans, the Vanderbilts. And, uh, you know, you can look at, at what worked and what are the things that they had to do. And one of the things that I really took from this book um, was that it was, you know, innovation is sort of a, a misunderstood term. It doesn't have to be a real big epiphany type thing in innovation. It's just a better way of doing things. And so I looked at some of the innovations that came about in the railroad industry and the steel industry, and, you know, it, it gets me to thinking, how can I, you know, make imp improvements and make changes on the finance end and, you know, the operations of an organization? And so it kind of gets you into that mindset of uh, just looking at every practice, looking at every procedure, every process that you do, and sometimes you're going to find an easier way to do it. And so that's really kind of how that book plays in. I think it's really a good history lesson on, you know, what really worked back then when this country was really becoming an, an industrialized powerhouse. And then how do you innovate and how do you look at ways to improve things? Well, we hope you found this interesting, maybe even found a, a book pick uh, for your own shelf. Thank you for joining us. 
Hi, it's Jack. At CFO Thought Leader, we're interested in hearing from you. We want to find out what you would like to hear more of or less of. And so we've created an ever so short survey in order to learn from you. The survey is now available right on CFOThoughtLeader.com's homepage. It's open to career finance executives of every rank. Meanwhile, it's that time of year again. CFO Appreciation Day is quickly approaching, and we are once more firing up our kiln and making our CFO Thought Leader Mug 2019 edition available to survey takers who enlist two or more of their finance team members to complete the survey. We'll mail you our also coveted CFO Thought Leader Mug at zero cost. So visit us at cfothoughtleader.com and give us an earful. We would greatly appreciate it. Some rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you.